Randy, and I will be your host for this episode of Infotainment. I will be your round mound of podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. I would like to welcome each and every one of you to this episode of Infotainment, and I would like to welcome any new listener who has picked up on the program. For those of you who find this podcast fun for your ears, tell your friends. Just an FYI, for those that are interested, I do have a video on my infotainment uh, website, well, my infotainment page on Facebook. It's like a 20-minute video and a tour of my studio area in my apartment. And I talk about some other things as well. So you might check out my infotainment Facebook page. Now that some of that is cleared off my podcast plate, I would just like to say it is 69 degrees. How dare you! Settle down, Greta. And it is 8.25 in the... CST or CDT, whichever you prefer, time zone here in Worthington, Minnesota. The only podcast that I know of originating from here. Now that we have cleared that podcast plate, let's move on. Uh, How many of you on National Cinema Day will $3 tickets encourage you to get your Oh, let's find my magic button here. Uh, Get your back in the seats. (laughs) How dare you? I have only heard of National Cinema Day a couple days ago, but I do have this story about it, and uh, this is by Charles Passy. E-A-S-S-Y, I don't want to settle down, Greta. Why a $3 ticket won't be enough convince me to go to the movies on National Cinema Day. What will it take to get Americans back in the movies again? Theaters are betting it's a $3 ticket. At least that's the strategy being employed by many of the country's theater owners who are offering the $3 a seat deal on September 3rd. What they're billing as National Cinema Day. It's being timed for what is traditionally one of the slowest periods for movie going. Yeah, tell that for the Tom Cruise for the gross on top. Gun Maverick. <laughs> well, it does help that uh, a lot of the uh, competition is crap, but uh, <laughs> a nice payday for him. And the, it got green lighted on just a phone call saying he wanted to do it, according to one article. But did you notice the similarities between Top Gun Maverick? And the Star Wars, where they blew up the Death Star, you had to get the weapon shot in the right area and hole to destroy the facility. 
<laughs> I could see the similarities there. It's been time. Uh, okay, we did that. Yeah, it's a slow period. The Labor Day weekend when most of the big deal summer releases have been out for weeks and audience have their mind on other matters, like enjoying one final outing to the beach or getting the kids back to school. But in this case, it's also coming at a time when movie theaters are grappling with larger questions of identity, if not survival. Yeah, thank you, COVID. I used to love going to uh, movies, but nowadays, since we uh, haven't had a theater in years, and this one being open up uh, a couple of months with uh, no signage of it as yet, kind of looks like a warehouse from the... Uh, uh, Super Highway 90 <laughs> that runs by here. But they do have outstanding seating, which I guess is not so novel as I thought, according, according to one person here. Uh, California has had this for a while. But it is great, and unless the person is a real big one, you don't even have to move your footrest to let somebody buy if they have to go to the concession stand or bathroom during the movie. I always like to sit in the end seat so I'm not bothering anybody if I have to get up. Well, in other words, how can they win back someone like me? According to the author, a person who saw about a film a week pre-pandemic and was a loyal member of AMC's subscription program. But in the last two and a half years, I have gone all at once to the movies as a paying customer. The great American pastime of sitting inside a theater, chomping away on popcorn, and getting lost on the fullness of the experience. I like caramel corn the best, but eating popcorn in general, there's usually that one piece that it's stuck in your teeth or it gets welded to the roof of your mouth and that drives you nuts. I usually go for the chocolate-covered Whoppers. The big screen. The enhanced sound. Yeah, the enhanced sound where the music isn't loud enough to make your ears bleed. And when they play it over uh, some people speaking, it is sometimes hard to even understand what they're saying. And if they're using an accent like a British uh, English accent, it's even harder to understand because the music is so loud. And if they speak in a faster cadence, the super chilly AC is simply no longer part of my life. I guess uh, that is one of the reasons why the Southwest was originally populated. One of the three reasons, according to the program Adam Ruins Everything, uh, there were three reasons, federal funding, prostitution, and the development of air conditioning. And a lot of it, the air conditioning was in movie theaters. And what did movie theaters show at that time? What they knew was uh, westerns. You can look that up on that program. There are some interesting facts that we were never 
really taught in school, that a lot of what we learn was not exactly the way things happened as far as the history of our nation. Well, let's get back to this article. To be clear, I may be in the minority. Plenty of Americans are sitting in those theaters with the 2022 year-to-date box office total uh, tally hitting $5.3 billion, according to Comscore, a media tracking company that puts the industry not quite at pre-pandemic levels, but not completely out of range. In 2019, the year-to-date figure through late August was $7.7 billion. Still, you can't discount that $2.4 billion gap between 2019 and 2022 figures. Nor can you ignore that troubles that some movie theater chains are facing. London-based Cineworld Group, PLC, which is behind Regal Cinemas. Yeah, that was when I lived in the cities and... Uh, Brooklyn Center, one of the bergs there uh, in Minneapolis area, suburbs. We did have a megaplex that was the Regal Cinemas, but I heard they were turned into a golf dome. And now with the decline in (laughs) golfing, I wonder what it is now. If it is still a golf dome or what that place is. Uh, But Regal Cinemas is considering filing for bankruptcy. Meanwhile, AMC, oh, that was one of the big stock uh, drives for people. They were trying to get on the short side of things and win big. Uh, The biggest theater chain is holding on through these days. The company is arguably more known for being a meme stock sensation. Plus, Rapid Ratings, a firm that analyzes the financial health of companies, pointed to areas of weaknesses with AMC that could concern investors. I reached out to Cineworld Group and AMC for comment, but did not receive a response. Even if you're not analyzing the numbers, it doesn't take a genius to see what's going on during the pandemic. America discovered the joys of streaming. There's no putting that genie back in the bottle. Moreover, from a quality perspective, the streaming content rivals uh, what's being offered at the movies, or it's often one and the same thing. These days, when we talk about catching a hot new film, inevitably must check if it's being screened at theaters or slotted for streaming. For a while, pictures were being made available both ways, but that practice appears to be ending. As it is, movies released in the theaters are still making it to streaming in as little as 45 days in some cases. That's a big difference from the era when you had to wait months for a picture to make it to DVD or (laughs) VHS, if you can remember that format. I recognize the worst the uh, uh the worst of the cinematic experience no the worth of a cinematic experience but I also recognize the price 
A movie ticket costs slightly above $9, according to the national average. That's not much different than it costs to subscribe to Netflix for a whole month. I just recently dumped Netflix because every movie I wanted to see, they just gave me re related titles. <laughs> Family Guy did a good spoof about, here are some of the programs that you miss that are on channels that you've never heard of. <laughs> Just that the whole television scene has become so diluted with all these streaming services. And I pay for cable and internet and rental on my modem and rental on the cable box. I may get rid of the cable box, but I have this dreaded nightmare that once I disconnect that, that it would somehow disrupt my internet wi-fi you gotta think through the chain of devices anymore it seems actually i'd argue that our screen time is increasingly less about two-hour movies than about series we can binge watch for hours on end the last show i did that with was the show longmire I did watch some of Breaking Bad. I didn't finish it. I did watch some of Better Call Saul. I didn't finish it, not because I didn't like them. I just I just seem to be watching regular YouTube more just to try to uh, learn things. And they provide in interesting content. And it's uh, mostly not always, you know, mega stars or... Uh, network news, uh, trying to pass themselves off as a, a podcast, even though they're actually a broadcast. That's a whole thing, too. What do you consider an actual podcast? I'd put watching either of them from beginning to end as complete and satisfying an experience as any I've had inside a movie theater. Hmm. That's... My biggest pandemic discoveries were two under-the-powerful uh, radar uh, shows. <laughs> uh, S-H-T-I-S-E-L. <laughs> About the members of an Orthodox Jewish family in Israel. And the Detectorists about two British men engaged in the oddball hobby of metal detecting. Oh, wow. I'd put watching either of them from beginning to end as complete and satisfying. Okay, but what about the fullness of movie going I described earlier? Don't get me wrong, I recognize the worth of the cinematic experience. Yeah, it's some of those things I... You know you're getting... Uh, disenchanted with going to movies when you fall asleep at them. Well, this was back when I was working nights, and I fell asleep at the remake of Mad Max several years ago. But I also recognize the price. A movie ticket costs slightly above $9. Well, here it's pretty reasonable. $10, to $10 for an adult. I believe it is seven for matinee pricing. 
according to the national average. Well, let me try to pick it up uh, where I actually did left it, up, left it off. English, can I speak it? Oh, and let's get into the cost of concessions. It's an age-old complaint, but in these inflationary times, it's anyone eager to spend nearly $7 for a soda or up to $10 for popcorn. Those were the prices uh, my loyal AMC charged when I finally made my way to the movies this summer to see Jordan Peele's Nope. I liked the movie, but I had to say nope to the popcorn. I did buckle down and buy a soda, which is precisely why some of the fellow in the industries argue it may be necessary for theaters to change the pricing. Uh, theaters moving into a recession must also lower the total fee, including refreshments, to get Americans to more readily move from the comfort of their on-demand-enabled couches to a crowded cinema. Yeah, right now, I haven't done it in a while, but I just uh, dial up Voodoo, and uh, if I want the movie, I pay for it once, and that's it. And there is no monthly fee. Currently, I do not have any other streaming services. Eric Schiffer said that, Chief Executive Officer of the Patriarch Organization, a Los Angeles-based private equity firm which with interests in the movie industry. Of course, there's an, uh, another argument to be made that Americans are making their way back to theaters. The industry did sell $5.3 billion in tickets already this year. And the process will take time to work itself out. Plus, the theater industry has been challenged by the fact that there have been fewer new movies released, in part because of the pandemic uh, slowed down production. Paul <laughs> Dergarbedian. That's a long name to put on a check. I'm not going to try that one again. A senior media analyst with Comscore notes that there have been only 44 widely released pictures to date in 2022. By contrast, at this point in 2019, there were 75. Uh, he is bullish on the industry's prospects. I think we're going to see a big comeback, he says. Well, hopefully. I'm not as convinced, especially... When I've got a whole new slate of shows to binge watch at home and popcorn that's waiting to be popped in my microwave. Uh, don't burn it. There is no other worse smell. It's like you want to wear a, a radiation suit. Somebody has burnt popcorn in your house. It's even worse in, the, in an apartment. A one-day $3 ticket promotion is hardly enough incentive to break that viewing habit. And that's too bad, actually. I, at one time, thoroughly enjoyed going to movies. But now that I'm done with uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, and Marvel, it's going to be a tough sell in the long run. It used to be that when a Marvel movie came out, oh man, I was so excited to see it. 
But since the first Avengers movie, and, well, I did like the Winter Soldier, I did like that. And then the end of the game, of course, I, uh, John Favreau was against killing off uh, Iron Man, which I agree with, actually, and probably would have kept their profits up had they not done that. If Robert Downey would have been willing to make uh, a few more. But that was the end of the story there. So will $3 get you back in the movie seats? I guess time will tell. I'm sure when the next Tom Cruise thing, that'll break the bank again uh, when the next uh, Mission Impossible comes out because it's uh, not based on the woke philosophy. And as I, I have not seen in the, any of the Marvel limited series, because they said they were all horrible, like uh, WandaVision, Hawkeye or whatever, and, and then Captain America and whatever that was about, and, <clears throat> and Winter Soldier. Now we got the She-Hulk, which uh, one uh, former network executive called the comedy which i have no no interest in seeing uh thor love and thunder i heard was really terrible dr strange and the multiverse uh, i heard that was terrible also the only one i saw which i did like but i not as much as the extreme comic book fanboys did but I enjoyed seeing other two Spider-Men in it, even though I thought they came in the movie far too late. As long as everyone insists on offering their valuable opinion, I may as well throw my two cents worth in. Just my personal opinion preference on that movie. So, and that was the end of that. Well, I think we have cleared the podcast plate for this episode please check out my facebook page for a 20 minute video a short studio tour such as it is (laughs) and other bits and bobs for that i will now warp drive this to the interwebs and i will wish you a happy Uh, day today, and a happy ending tonight. Giggity.